0: Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your host, Johnny T. And today my guest is Carol Slusky. Carol is an author and a speaker who has suffered one of the greatest tragedies in life and shares how faith helped her persevere in her darkest moments and the unbearable pain. Carol, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you so much for accepting me on your show, and I'm very thrilled to be here and be able to talk to your audience. And I'm grateful that God brought us together.
1: Absolutely. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe in divine appointments. So God certainly has a plan for our conversation today, and I'm sure the audience will be very blessed. You have had a very difficult event in your life. I know it did surround the passing of your daughter. So maybe you can share about how that happened and how your faith brought you through that.
2: 31 years ago, I experienced the worst crisis that any parent would go through, and that was I lost a child. My daughter's name is Paula, and March the 19th, 1992, she died of pulmonary embolism and was taken from me with no warning. She was not sick that I knew of. It was just a total shock to me. It left me very empty, and I had to fight my way back to surviving. And that's why I wrote a book 31 years later. I named the book 30 because I started writing it when it was her anniversary of her death, 30 years. And I don't know what happened to me except that I believe the Holy Spirit came into me and told me that you made it. You've lived all these years without Paula. You've survived. You've grown. And you learned how to love me.
1: And was faith always a part of your life? Did you grow up in a Christian home, or was that something that happened partway through your life?
2: No, I grew up with it. I was raised a Catholic, and my father especially, he was a very devout Catholic. He was the type that he had to go to church every morning, and that's what I knew of my father. Every morning, he went to Mass before he went to work, and on weekends, he went to Mass before he went through his weekend days. So he wasn't a strict Catholic as far as with me and my two sisters, but he did teach us about God. He taught me that it was my choice. Since God gave me free will, it was my choice to make if I wanted to believe or not. And of course, I went to Mass, and yes, I did believe in God, but it wasn't until later that I went through the crisis of the loss that was so tremendous to me that I really changed. I changed. My way of living changed. My way of thinking changed. And every year that went by after she died, I would have to say that I grew more and more healthier mentally with my spirituality. My love for God was the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And actually, when I look back and reminisce some of the events of my life, which mainly were the health issues that I went through because I did suffer many illnesses after she died. And one doctor after another would tell me that I was a miracle because I survived. I wound up having a heart disease. I wound up having four back operations. I just recently, six months ago, had an operation on my cervical disc. I had three knee operations. I wound up with multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia. And then the cardiomyopathy, which almost killed me twice. I owe my life to God because he got me through all of those issues. And I learned how not to be afraid of dying. But I also learned something very important about me. On this last operation, I was scared. For the first time, I was scared. I was scared to die. And I prayed on that. And I realized that the reason I was scared to die is because I wasn't ready. I didn't want to die. I had more to do in my life. I had more to share of my story. I have more to love of my family, my friends, my acquaintances, my church. And mainly, I wanted more time to pray and say the rosary. I am a Catholic. I was brought up believing in the rosary that there's not a day that's gone by So many years that I haven't said the rosary. I found something very beautiful in the rosary that I never had before Paula died. And I did say the rosary before she died. When I went to church, we would say the rosary, yes. But when my daughter died, I found a new friend. I found a mentor that was married, Blessed virgin Mary. And I found her at my daughter's funeral. I write about this in my book because it was very touching to me. And she was my mentor, and I thought about her as a human. Since I've been doing podcasts, I've had a lot of her podcasters tell me, well, a lot of our audience, they don't believe in Mary. They don't think she's divine. And I have to tell your audience that I don't believe Mary's divine either. I believe Mary is a human. She gave birth to our Lord. She was conceived through the Holy Spirit, and she was a virgin. I believe all of that. That's all in the New Testament. And I wanted to write about that. By chapter 3, I go into detail on how she helped me, how she made me feel, how she made me realize that there is a heaven, and how she made me feel that it is okay to have pain, that she had the pain also. She suffered when she saw her son die. And she told me, save my rosary and you will find peace. And that is really the greatest tool that Jesus had ever given to me. And the rosary is nothing more than Jesus' life. His birth, his death, when he rose to heaven, when he came back and descended upon the apostles and offered the wine toast of his blood and body, it was a gift for all of us to come after all those years that we could share. He shared this with us. To me, saying the rosary I concentrate on each decade. I picture him. I picture his love for me. And I also feel that he gives me strength. And one day after another, take 30 years times 365 days, and you will see that's a lot of days to go through missing someone that you love so dearly. Paula was only 24 years old when she died. She was at the beginning of her prime of being a young woman. She was getting engaged. She was happy. She was going to school to further her education. And I never had a chance to say bye to her. So yes, Johnny, there is a God. Yes, there's Jesus. Yes, there's the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's true. There really is a heaven. Yes, it's true. You do have a soul in you. And I knew that because my daughter, when she died, they operated on her to try to break her back. And they had her on life support for 48 hours. When I got to the hospital, she was on that life support. And the machine that was present, to screen showed a flat line. She had no brain weight at all. She was brain dead. But yet they kept her on that, pumping her heart. But I felt no soul. Her soul was shocked. When I brought this up to several people after the funeral, I told that story that I didn't feel her soul. They said, well, what does the soul feel like to you? What were you looking for? What are you talking about? I said, I cannot explain it. But it was like she was a vessel, just a body. But I did feel it when she was disconnected from the machine. 48 hours later, I did see her soul around me. I felt the love she had.
1: I think that's really important for our listeners to understand that life isn't just the physical that we see every day and we feel every day. We do have a spirit. We do have a soul. And it's interesting how you describe that. You knew that your daughter's soul had already gone to be with the Lord. And that's what each one of us are going to face whenever our time comes. In your daughter's case, it was when she was young. For others, it's going to be later in life. And God tells us that in His Word. He's very clear. And it's so important that people understand that. And there's a lot of questions that people have every day. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Is this all there is to life? All of those things. And your description of what you went through, agonizing over those thoughts in the last 30 years, has given you a lot of insight into that. And that's an amazing resurrected purpose, if you want to call it that, that God has allowed you to participate in through the loss of your daughter.
2: I've been asked on many occasions, actually, from other people and even some of them that had lost a child or lost someone truly that they loved very deeply and dearly, could have been a husband or a wife, but they had anger in a lot of anger. I knew that before they opened their mouth to talk, they resented God. And I told them, I don't resent God. I thank Him. I thank Him for giving me her. I thank Him for the 24 years that I had her. And one person said, what was the purpose of her being your daughter if she was taken from? Her? And I said, well, I think after the years that I went through, missing her, crying, suffering, grief, finding happiness, finding strength, using the gifts that God gave me to get better. I realized that my daughter's purpose of her life for me was to show me true love and to show me how to get to heaven." Because I became a different person spiritually. Yes, go back to the very beginning of our speech. You asked me, yes, I did believe God all of my life. But when Paula died, it didn't happen overnight. It happened in steps. It happened in days, weeks, months, years. My faith would grow and blossom like a rose. It changed continually. I changed continually. I became more filled with love for others, not just my family, but my friends, strangers that I would talk to, sitting on an airplane. I could even start talking to someone if they had problems. I listened. I learned how to love differently. I learned probably what love really is. And that's a condition and a gift that God gave me. And I don't really think, I really don't think. In fact, I know I would not feel this way had she not died. Or death showed me the way to Jesus. Truly, where I could be on this podcast, pour out my heart to you, to your audience, and to tell parents, please do not give up. If you lose someone you love, you lose a child, please pray for strength, take care of your health, your steps that I had to go through, that I learned as the years went by, how to do these things. I talk about structure, I talk about perseverance. I talk about love. I talk about growth. I talk about how to take insult and not get angry. I learned how to live a better life. I learned how to be a better wife, a better mother to my other daughter, better grandmother. I learned how to become that woman that I wasn't before. That's why, yes, yes. I don't want to die right now. I'm 79 years old, and I went through a lot of health issues, but you know what? I still have a mission in my life, and I've taken off a couple of months of podcasting. I'm back here tonight, my first one in two and a half months, and maybe you're my starting stone to continue on. So I'm going to say the Holy Spirit brought us together, because seriously, for the last two and a half months, I've canceled everybody else. (laughs) I was too sick. I had another operation, and I was really health-wise. I couldn't do it. So here I am, and yep, there's a God, all right. And I hope anyone that listens to this believes me. Be strong and pray and love.
1: Absolutely, for sure. And when you talked about how your daughter's death prompted you to grow in your knowledge of God and and your understanding of God and all of those things, and and the parallels in my mind as you were saying that, Just about how Jesus died for us so that we could be reconciled to God ourselves. There's a lot of parallel in that. Without him, we wouldn't have that ability to really have a relationship with God. And in your case, God allowed the passing of your daughter to propel you. We're all different. God designed us all differently, and we all have different strengths and different weaknesses, and we all have our own unique journey to God. And they all come through the cross of Christ every single one of them, if we really want to get to know God and Holy Spirit and His plan and purpose for our life, we all have to go through that cross. Thank God that you didn't give up on that, that He drew you and gave you the strength that you need, because He's strong when we're weak. He's patient when we're not. He loves when we don't. And just the reality of that kind of God, the only God, it's such a blessing that people really do need to hear about that for sure.
2: I believe that God wants us to live. Like I've had a couple of people that i mentioned, too, that when I said, well, I'm scared. This is before I had the last operation. I'm really scared this time. And then I was told after that one I needed another one on my C1 and 2. And for anyone who has any medical background, C1 and 2 is right next to the brain. C1 is right up there, right up there. And by chance, it, it was a risky surgery. I didn't do it. I postponed that, and I'm trying to do it, not just prayer, but the Holy Spirit is telling me what avenues to go in physical therapy, health-wise, what I eat. A whole new way of living right now for me. I'm surviving. I'm, I'm not getting the headaches that they told me I would be getting. My point is never ever stop trying to get better. But Jesus does not want me to die because I still have something out there. I have to reach out and to let people know that they too will survive. What worries me is that there was a very famous radio announcer that a couple years ago, he had on his radio statistics on mothers that lost a child, many of them will die within 10 years. The divorce rates are rampant with families, mothers, daughters, after your child dies, And I write about that because I do believe I understood what they're talking about. And there's just so many things that I want to express and to help people with that if they take steps to get better and learn their strengths and learn how to live without crying every day, learn how to live healthy, learn how to pray and to ask and beg for help. If you ask, you will receive because Jesus is not going to turn you away. And that is why I say the rosary and through my prayers with the rosary, I'm expressing my love, strength, and my honor of him for doing what he's done for me. He died on the cross and suffered. My suffering wouldn't compare to what he went through. And my suffering could compare with what Mary went through. I walked her life in my book about how she must have felt when she witnessed his death every step of the way. And I never, ever would have thought of this had my daughter not died. I never would have gone there. I would have had no need to. Getting back to purpose, Paula's was purpose in her life to be as my daughter, was to make me a better person. To help me to to help him,
1: Amen. And God says in the Word that uh, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And David Baines, who used to run the One Hundred Huntley Street program here in Canada, he used to say that every day that he woke up, he realized that God wasn't finished with him yet. So you can rest that God still has purpose for you. Yeah, I day, love that. Every every day you wake up, say, "Okay, Lord, what else do you have for me to do?" Right.
2: Yeah. I love that. I love the way you just put that. Yep. Yeah. So I have a purpose too, I guess.
1: Absolutely. We all do, for sure. So if people want to find your book or more about what you can offer them, where would they go?
2: I'm on Amazon, and 30 is the name of the book A Mother's Spiritual Journey After Losing Her Child. Just uh, go into your Amazon account, put in my name, C A R O L E J, period, Slusky, S L U S K I. And you get the book directly from Amazon. I'd also like to share with you my website because I do have all my podcasts that I've done are on my website. Johnny's with the Refuge Freedom Stories will be on that also. And I do blogs. I do, I try to do one a week the past two months. I've slept off of that too due to my illness. But I share a lot on these blogs about where I am today and how I got there. Yeah some new happiness that have happened to me afterwards. It's like I'm finding out that no matter how old you get, if you keep your eyes open and still maintain some friends and your family, you're going to surprise yourself and still have a lot of happy times, happy days, love. I'm telling you, my greatest thing, number one, is family. I'm a great-grandmother now, and I meet babysitting one day a week. There, that's an example. That's If I had given up die shortly after I lost Paul, I would have this blessing of being a great-grandmother. So all of this, Johnny, is in my book. It's to help people, help moms and dads to know that God's not done with you. You've got a lot ahead of you. Good time. You've got good times ahead.
1: Amen. And what's your website address?
2: It's com.
1: Okay, perfect. One last question for you. What's the one thing you would tell people about God?
2: Well, my one thing is that if you choose not to believe in God, then you have nothing to look forward to, nothing at all. If you don't believe in God, I feel sorry because you'll miss out on love and a beautiful world. Because I see God not just in church. I see God in the beauty that he's created. And I'll tell you something big. When I held that little great-granddaughter in my arms, I saw her differently than I ever would have seen had Paula not died. The intricate parts of her being, her blood vessels, her eyes, feet, her hands, everything is so beautiful. That's a creation of God that God made. We are His creation.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Carol. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And God bless you and all you do to spread that message about the uh, truth and reality of God, even through the most difficult times.
2: Well, God bless you too, and your family and your friends, and live out the rest of your life being happy.
1: Amen to that. And take care.
0: When you feel like love is falling faster, Your world keeps crumbling like it's plaster You see this as a natural Disaster, keep fighting Keep fighting It's more to story than a little misstep You're treading water and you're feeling Like you lost breath, hold on Don't give up yet Keep fighting, keep fighting The sun, it will rise up on your face The devil has no place inside Of your heart, for the breath Of the living, the salvation Giving the strength for the fight that's to come And keep fighting fight for the joy that's coming fight for the hope that's rising up Take a break now.